Hey, if you want to learn how to build a champion, look at the champion and then see how they built their champion. Maybe that's what the Colts need to do. They need to take a look at the Los Angeles Rams and how Kevin Demoff, Les Snead, built that team. Indiana last night, not good. Lost their fourth straight. We'll talk about that game too. This is Breakfast with Kent. For Wednesday, February 16th, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They're the best. You can trust them. They're going to come in, do the work exactly how you want it done to last with great products, trusted service. Give them a call. 765-610-8809 is the number. Hit subscribe, press the like button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. All right, the Los Angeles Rams are now the reigning Super Bowl champs. As the Colts try to build a championship team, looking at the Rams is not a terrible idea as to how to get it done. Now, what the Rams have done is kind of short-term smart and long-term, aye, aye, aye. But hey, this is about winning a Lombardi trophy, and the Rams have done that. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, that would be nice. Are they going to have to pay for it for the next few years? Yeah, they're going to have to pay for it. They sacrificed first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks. They really went uh, it, it, to, They went deep as far as, as crafting their salary cap strategy to benefit them this year and, and then really have to pay for it next year. They're $10 million over the cap already for next year. But let's look at how they built this uh, roster. They are balanced inside and out. Yeah, they've got Aaron Donald, the best defensive tackle maybe in the history of the game. But they've also got Jalen Ramsey, who is a really, really tough uh, lockdown cornerback. Inside, outside, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they've got Matthew Stafford, but let's not talk about Stafford yet. They've got Cup on the outside, the most dynamic, most precise wide receiver in the National Football League. And they've got Andrew Whitworth who's one of the best tackles in the NFL, who's likely to retire after winning that Super Bowl championship. Their guards, their guards are paid $1.5 million and $1 million. Another guard is paid $960,000. All right, the money is spent thusly. Aaron Donald makes, they counted against the cap, $14 million this year. Jalen Ramsey, $10 million. Andrew Whitworth. 5.6 million, Cooper Cup 5.3. They've also got Leonard Floyd and Von Miller. Getting Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. at the midseason point or right around midseason was really important. It kind of put the, the Rams over the top. They went into win-now mode. If you're the Colts and you're thinking about, well, we've, we've got to build for sustained success and you're trying to compete against teams that are in win-now mode, what do you think is going to happen? Exactly what did happen. The Rams win the Super Bowl. The Colts, 9-8. and eight. That's what happens. Uh, now, they had dead cap money, too, this year that was deleterious, but they worked it out. Jared Goff, 24.7 in dead cap. Todd Gurley, 8.4 in dead cap. Like I said, for 2022, $10 million over the cap. Next year, 4 counting over $20 million against the cap. This year, Stafford, the only guy uh, even close to that. 
and uh, another three over $15 million. So they're going to have to pay their guys after this year. But they've got a Lombardi trophy. The Colts want to build from the inside out. You've got to balance your attack as you're building your roster. And you can't overpay at one spot or you've got to underpay at another spot. That's just math. The Colts, they are overpaying and about to seriously overpay at the offensive line. And where do you get a left tackle? They don't have. The Colts, not only don't they have a good left tackle on the roster, they don't have a left tackle on the roster. Not a guy to put out there. Now, they're going to fix that. There's going to be a left tackle out there, whether it's Eric Fisher re-signing or Matt Pryor or whoever re-signs, or maybe they go out and get a guy. I doubt they're going to draft a guy ready to start at left tackle unless they move into the first round, but maybe, you know, it could happen. Spencer Brown started at right tackle this year after he was drafted, what, in the third and fourth round out of Northern Iowa. So it can happen, but... Not necessarily likely. you got to find a way to have young guys and old guys balanced at different position groups or you wind up overpaying, which is what the Colts are in that jackpot toward with the offensive line. And that's why we talk about Quentin Nelson and the possibility of trading him. Not because we don't like him. Not because we don't think he's a great guard. He is, not this past year, But in the past and projected toward the future, he's a great guard. But can you afford to spend 18, 20, 22 million on a guard, for God's sake, left guard? It doesn't happen very often for a successful team. Who does the most expensive guard play for today in the National Football League? Washington. What's that tell you, right? Look. The, it, you've got choices to make. Because of the hard cap, you've got to make choices. And yes, you can play fast and loose with cap rules to be able to set your team up to win in the present. Look at the Saints, right? The Saints are in cap hell. They're $60 million over the cap today. They'll get that fixed. But do you think that Sean Payton is no longer the head coach of the Saints just because he decided, look, I'm, I'm burned out. I, I don't want to coach football anymore. No. He understands where the Saints are from a competitive standpoint. They're going to have to completely retool that roster in order to be cap compliant, just as the Rams are going to have to do over the next few years. And the Rams are not going to have first and second round draft picks in order to go cheap at some positions with talent. The Rams are going to have a tough time moving forward. But that's the price you pay for a Lombardi. You want a Lombardi? This is what you do. It's what the Colts need to do. What do the Indiana Hoosiers need to do? The Indiana Hoosiers got to figure out how to shoot. They got to do two things. Two fatal errors last night and on an ongoing basis for Indiana. Shooting and discipline. You have got to take good care of the basketball. You have got to value your possessions and not have empty possessions And you can't let a little jag like Brad Davison push your buttons and force you into a position where you put that bum at the line 10 times where he's going to make 10 shots as he did last night. Indiana gets outscored at the line, and because they got outscored at the line, they lose the game. I was pissed off from the beginning with this game 
because ESPN relegated the beginning, the first five minutes of this game, to the website, for God's sake, or to the, to the app, because Texas OU went long, and Duke Wake Forest went long, and they decided to put Kentucky, Tennessee on ESPN News instead of Indiana. I can't blame them. You, you know, Kentucky, they're uh, uh, the fourth-ranked team in the country. Tennessee, number 16. Hey, by the way, Tennessee got the win last night over the over Big Blue Nation. <laughs> you know what? It almost made the Indiana uh, loss worth it. But you, you've got to be, and look, Mike Woodson's got to be able to, late in the game, uh, draw up an offensive set that's going to generate a shot. A good shot. That's just that's unconscionable. That you got a guy. Look, if you're going to be a head coach in the Big Ten, you're going to play close games, and you got to get good possessions and good looks uh, out of a timeout. You just have to. Or what the hell are you doing taking the timeout? And what are you doing to earn three million bucks? I love Mike Woodson, but you got to be able to draw up a play that's going to get you something, for God's sake. So Trace Jackson Davis. Good last night, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 10 of 14 from the line, which was good. Xavier Johnson, what is going on? I Look, you cannot score 7 points on 16 shots. That's less than a half a point per shot. That's incredible. Who's ever heard of such a thing? Really, I thought last night as I was watching Xavier Johnson, I thought, you know, I got some admiration for this kid. He's got stones. He's going to go out on that assembly hall floor and just jack it up. Go New Jack City whenever he feels like it without any conscience whatsoever. Look, a lack of conscience can be good in some things. You know, you kind of need that. You need a little bit of larceny in you to succeed in life. But Xavier Johnson shooting the ball 16 times and he can't shoot. That's unbelievable. And he's a senior. This guy, this is his fourth year of college basketball. He knows he can't shoot. It's not a secret. Wisconsin knows he can't shoot. Everybody knows Xavier Johnson can't shoot. And yet, Xavier Johnson goes out there twice a week and shoots the basketball a bunch. That is quite something. That's a mindset. You know, they say, people say, when do you shoot the basketball? When you touch it. And it's, everybody kind of laughs. Not in the Xavier Johnson family. No, no. That's not comedy with the Johnsons. Uh, they were outscored at the line. Indiana was 22-14. There's your difference in the game. Uh, Parker Stewart got his buttons pushed by Brad Davison, who lives to push buttons. That cost him the game. Um, you know what? You, you got a young bench that has no idea how to play. Christian Lander has no idea how to play the game. Uh, good Lord, Jordan Geronimo. If you get a chance, go back and watch a tape. He played seven minutes. And I, I think in that seven minutes, he played 10 or 11 defensive possessions. I think he spun in circles in nine of them had no idea who to guard, got lost defensively constantly. If, if Jordan Geronimo is on the floor, all you got to do is move. You run a little bit of motion, and Jordan Geronimo is going to circle 
you know, spin around like a, a ballet dancer and you're going to get buckets. That's what happens. And on the other end, he ain't got nowhere to go. That's a problem. Um, so you got Ohio State coming up Monday afternoon. We'll see what happens in Columbus. Hope for the best, fear the worst, lost four in a row. You lose a fifth in a row. Aye, aye, aye. How can you lose five in a row and make a legitimate case to go to the NCAA tournament? The answer is you can't. Can't. And then they've got four more opportunities where they really got to win three. Got to get to 10 and 10. You got to be 500 in the Big Ten. Don't you? To get to the uh, NCAA tournament. This is not going well. This is, and I understand, if, if it's a rebuild, damn it, rebuild. Don't soft rebuild like Archie Miller did. We're going to keep everyone. Everyone's going to be happy because we got to have talent. You're going to lose anyway. You may as well get rid of the guys who aren't going to play basketball the way you want. Move forward. Let's go. Uh, Butler last night. Big win against DePaul in Chicago at Wintrust Arena. Dozens of DePaul fans showed up in the winter cold in the Windy City and watched the Blue Demons lose to uh, Butler. Uh, Simas Lukosius, 19 points, hit a three late that was huge. Uh, Butler now 13-13, 6-9 in the Big East. Harris with 18 points on seven shots. The anti-Xavier Johnson, almost exactly the opposite. Pacers lose last night, 128-119. How about that? Buddy Heald, nice night. 36 points, he was 8 of 12 from beyond the arc. But Giannis, 50 points on 21 shots. That's almost 2.5 points a shot. That's almost 500% more efficient. In fact, it's more than 500% more efficient, I think, than was Xavier Johnson for the Hoosiers. Unbelievable. Um, Virtual tie with Oklahoma City. The Pacers, they are now in for fourth worst record in the NBA. Only two and a half in front of the Rockets for the third worst. Got to get to three at least. Let's go. Wizards, uh, tomorrow, that's the last game before the All-Star break for the Pacers. They get to rest a little bit. Uh, Purdue Northwestern tonight, 9 o'clock, another 9 o'clock game. What are they trying to do to us with these 9 o'clock games? I'm not a college kid with no classes until 1 in the afternoon. Come on. Uh, Rex Harris, happy birthday. Jeremy Seif, happy birthday. Mark Fields, Tom Snape, Leslie Bailey, Mike Murphy, Sandy McMurtry, and Catherine Ann celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. We've tried to fix the sound on this podcast. I feel better about it. Different mic, different cabling. You try to live and learn. Hopefully the mouth and the voice sync up now. That would be a step in the right direction. Let's go. Let Have a great day. Enjoy yourself. Give yourself an opportunity to laugh. Enjoy friends. Lift them. That would be nice. We'll talk to you a little bit later today about 4.35 o'clock inside Indiana Sports. Now, can't wait to talk to you then.